Hurry in-store or online and celebrate Lowe's Spring Fest before it's over. With values on a Cobalt 40-volt string trimmer, was $159, now $119. Or we've got a Cobalt 40-volt mower, was $299, now $249. Give your yard the works this spring. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 428 while supplies last. Selection varies by location, U.S. only. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Hello. That was so uh, effervescent (laughs) and rushed for some reason. I don't know why. It's the first podcast of 2016, so you're just excited? I'm excited. It's also the first time I've seen you in, like, two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, we haven't recorded a new show in a little while. Yeah. But we're starting off the year right with a, a special edition of the show. And we are joined by a very special guest co-host, which I will get to in just one moment. I will Keeping keep you secrets. on the edge of your seat. <laughs> uh, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's, the week's big pop news fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. On this week's show, we're joined by a very special guest co-host and friend of the pop shop, Sam Lansky. Hi, Sam. Hey, guys. What's up? (laughs) Hey, guys. What's up? Um, Sam is the deputy culture editor at Time and has actually been a guest on the pop shop previously in our oh so hilarious all taylor swift edition <laughs> it was so good we had to do it twice that week if you go back and listen to it it sounds like uh, sam is underwater for the duration of the podcast and it wasn't because we were waterboarding him it was just because we had a lot of audio technical problems that week hopefully we're better off this time yeah, hope, hopefully we're better this week. If not, we're not going to get Sam back ever again. This week is going to be great. Yeah, this week is going to be flawless. I, yes. We're going to nail it. I hope so. Yeah. Um, uh, Sam, uh, as I said, is the uh, deputy culture editor at Time and has interviewed everyone from Madonna and Nicki Minaj to Casey Musgraves and Kendrick Lamar for the publication. And uh, even perhaps slightly cooler, I, I don't know how we can sort of qualify this, he wrote the cover story for Time on Adele. Uh, that uh, I think just was published like maybe three weeks ago, possibly. Two. Two. And you can is... count on like one hand how many people got to interview Adele before her album came out. So yeah. that's pretty incredible. And like it wasn't many. it wasn't just like like a, a quickie ten minute phoner. Like you spent like time with her on multiple days. I did. Yes. I did over the course of a week. Wow. Yeah. It was super cool. What was uh, I mean I I have to ask what was sort of the takeaway from interacting with Adele. She, I'm assuming she's as cool as you think she is, but what were your impressions of her that we didn't read from the story, perhaps? Well, I, I don't think I really had an opportunity to kind of put this into the story because ultimately I was trying to, you know, write a work of journalism, but, like, right. she is the best, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, as, she's as just like, the best. As, like, a human, I think she is the best. And obviously that's not a very objective thing to say, but, like, she is as kind of warm and frank and funny and friendly and engaging and human as you would, as you you get from, you know, watching her in interviews or, you know, seeing her on stage banter when she's performing live. She's just, like, 
the coolest person and somebody that you want to be around. And you don't always get that with people, especially people who are at that really A-list level. Sometimes they're kind of cold or detached or aloof, especially with press. Yeah. And she was just so totally present and fun to be around. Huh. Yay. Yay. Isn't that nice? <laughs> it's that so nice. nice. It's, it's so refreshing. That I was going to bring like tons of gossip right. and drama, but no, 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 no. Like she's actually just she like She seems like you can take her at face like, value. Like the coolest, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Hmm. Oh, and there's a great photo. I think maybe you shared it on Instagram of you and Adele. And I think it was the photographer. Yeah, the photographer who shot our cover, Eric Madigan-Hack, who's so talented. I, I think, I mean, I had nothing to do with the actual cover shot. You know, I'm, I'm the text guy, not the pictures guy. But I think that cover was so phenomenally beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it just looks like a painting. It was I very striking. Yes. A more beautiful cover. Yeah. That. Yeah. It also helps when, you know, you're Adele. And, and you're phenomenally beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're you're, 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 you know, you, you are a striking figure anyways, and you're a beautiful woman, and, you know, when you have a great photographer and a fabulous writer, <laughs> how, you. How, could Thank the, you. how could the photo not turn out any better? Sure. Because clearly you have a lot of impact on the photo. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right. I was there on set, so I think I, I transmitted some, like, some good, some good juju into the photo. How much time do you think you actually spent with her in total for the story? Oh, um... Have you estimated? No, I actually I haven't thought about that at all. Because because you you were you were at the Radio City Music Hall uh, yeah. show. You were with her in her hotel room at one point. Yeah, it sounds like you were also at like like the Today Show. I think. Yeah, maybe? and and the cover shoot, and then I had a separate interview with her at her label. So probably, um, I mean, not like with her one on one talking. Of course, but like but, in the room interacting in, with her. Yada, in, yada. in the in spaces with her. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe like twelve hours. Wow, it was it was a it was a lot. Twelve um, hours with Adele. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. Uh, I that's went to the th- sequel. That's the that's the novella that's coming later. I wish, I wish. That sounds nice. Actually, I would love to just like do nothing. But like, I had so much material that I didn't get to use. You know, which is such a bummer. You're working with um, constraints, and I I wish I'd been able to use everything. I was with her at Radio City. I went to a, a private radio show. We shot the cover. Uh, I had like an hour long sit down with her at her hotel. I had another hour long sit down with her at her label. I shadowed her at Today. So it was it was a lot. Wow. It was really a lot. Yeah, it was I, super cool. I suppose when you say that you're writing a cover story for time, you probably get a little bit of access. <laughs> I was really, really fortunate to uh, to get the access that I got. Did they know that they were getting the cover of Time? That's um, an arcane process that I can't totally get it's it's get it's, into. it's kind of like what I think all publications do it's it's sort of like when I think Billboard does a cover like there might be an understanding that you will but something could always go wrong sure. at the last minute you know like if you know the pope drops dead well right. then you might get bumped from the cover that week yes you know, absolutely but you know I think there's always like these sort of like wink wink negotiations of like <laughs> well you know it looks like we could do and we are doing an original photo shoot and yeah but totally yeah. totally yeah no that's that's very much my, my my feeling about it is like I'm definitely not the dude to put somebody on the cover of Time Magazine I uh, am um, I just work here I, I privately hope that anything I do with somebody really amazing in the entertainment industry ends up on the cover and it's out of my hands. Right. You know, that's my line. Anyway. <laughs> um, that's what I'll say. It, well, in addition to, you know, writing about Adele 
and a million other fabulous people at time. Um, you've previously written for, I want to say MTV, yes? Yeah. Idolater. Yeah. Because um, Idolater was your previous gig before mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, and I think you actually wrote for Billboard.com once. I did. For I like did. a hot I've, second. Yeah. You I've, covered I've, a party. Yeah, I, I did. I did some party <laughs> reporting for, for Billboard.com. Full disclosure, you ago. briefly worked for Billboard.com yes. for like one yeah. freelance gig. One, one thing, I think. <laughs> exactly one. Um, but that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're all coworkers. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're just colleagues. colleagues having a casual conversation. Um, yeah. in, in addition to all this, uh, Sam will soon be a published author as well because his memoir, The Gilded Razor, will be released on January 12th by Simon and Schuster. Um, before we get into the rest of the show, I want to just briefly ask, how did you find yourself with a book deal? Because, I mean... Funny story. I mean, no one's calling me to give me a book deal, so... <laughs> well, it's not like it's not like people were calling me to give me a book deal either. I, I wish. I should be so... I should be so lucky. Um, I, uh, I, before I became a, a music journalist and, and person who wrote about entertainment, um, I had a, a very colorful um, run as a teenager growing up in New York City. Um, I was pretty wild. I was not the, I was not the mild mannered. Uh, young man who sits before you now. The, the 27-year-old mild-mannered writer. Yes, right, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, who's actually, like, super staid and corporate and boring now. <laughs> like, I was once... I was, uh, I was, a, little, I was a little crazy. Um, but I, I, uh, I mean, I only started to know you as sort of a professional acquaintance sure. within, like, the past, like, three or four years yeah. when you were already kind of uh, in sort of the pop world. Yeah. So I did not know about any of right. this stuff yeah. That is in this book, yeah. Um, which is getting some pretty glowing um, notices. It's been really nice. Yeah, it's been. I, I've gotten really, really fantastic advanced press, and I'm I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, it is the whole experience is super weird because you know I I'm um, uh, I'm a writer who writes about pop culture, and um, that's sort of been my thing for the last several years. And now simultaneously, I'm I'm doing this thing where I'm telling these really, really personal, intimate stories about. Um, my past that have nothing to do with uh, pop culture or entertainment at all. It's an interesting, um, yeah, it's collision. A, yeah, there. totally, totally. So, um, so I hope that um, the people who like my writing about uh, entertainment and popular culture and celebrities like this book that has nothing to do with that, but is just about myself. Right. And uh, I hope I, I bring in some new readers too. So. Um, it's exciting and totally scary in the first minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified. I'm totally terrified. Have you, have you done much press uh, in support of the book yet, or is, are things getting like are kicking into high? Because you have a book tour that you're doing. Yeah, I have. Like a, a I have a little thing. book tour. If you're listening, come see me. I'll be. Um, uh, there's um, there's dates up on my Twitter at Sam Lansky. I'm doing New York, LA, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. Um, so not like not like a full book tour. I don't know that I can fill a room in. Columbus, Ohio, or whatever. Um, <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, but hopefully, I'll, I'll have some friends come out to see me and um, just you and four people hanging out. It's you? it's literally that's actually what it's going to be. It's that's going to be stopped. me and like two people hanging out. I, I I don't know how these book tours work for sort of you know people that are not named you know 
the person who wrote the Hunger Games. No. <laughs> yeah, neither. <laughs> nice. Neither. I was like, what's her name? <laughs> neither Suzanne do I. Collins? There you go. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks that's that's no problem. That's the one you yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think I'm going to be doing like uh, this is not like a Lena Dunham book tour. Like it's going to be it's it's going to be pretty chill. I think. Um, it is it, it is interesting what you said about how you know you write about pop music professionally, but now you are writing a book or you've written a book that is about your life. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming the book doesn't really necessarily touch upon, like, you going to a Taylor Swift function. No, like no, 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 it's, no it's, not at all. It's it not all, professional stuff. It all takes place when I'm a teenager. Wow. Um, it ends before my 20s. So it's really, um, I, mean, I mean, it's really like a, a coming-of-age story, I think. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's funny because when I when I started out writing about entertainment and pop culture, um, and, and Keith, you probably remember some of these pieces, you know, I really... I wrote kind of personal stuff about mm-hmm. entertainment and pop culture. That was sort of my, the thing that I loved doing most. You know, I'd write about, um, you know, like how I identified with Britney Spears' struggle with addiction and mental illness and like how that mirrored things in my own personal history. Or I'd write about, um, you know, like tracking an artist on a sort of personal level, like intersecting the, the personal and the pop culture was kind of what I started out doing. And then um, as, you know, my career developed, I went more in like a sort of hard pop culture direction. But writing about my life and my experiences, you know, writing memoiristically has always been something that I've really loved and, and wanted to do. So it's really amazing that I got this opportunity to do that. And I hope that, you know, some of the people who have read my more personal writing um, will enjoy having like a full book where they can read that the full the full sam lansky experience the full sam lansky experience (laughs) in all its messy extra glory um extra Uh, that extra glory yeah yeah yeah, yeah, not really um we're gonna put your uh pop brain to good use this week um because it's it's sort of a a uh, unique episode of the show um we're gonna cover a little bit of chart stuff and you know how Adele is still number one on multiple charts because <laughs> I love saying the same thing every week. But we're also going to do a, a kind of like pop wishes for 2016. Uh, Katie and Sam have prepared at least a couple uh, sort of quasi resolutions, hopes, and dreams for 2016. Um, so we'll be getting to those. Um, but first, uh, housekeeping notes, which seems weird because I've, I've I've talked to Sam already about his book and everything. <laughs> And normally we would talk about housekeeping notes at the top of the show, but I like doing things out of order this week. Sure, because why it's not? 2016. You know, and That's also how we do things now. And also in the last couple episodes, I've forgotten completely about the housekeeping notes, as Katie has reminded <laughs> me in the past. Because you know, I'm just trying to shake things up. Um, so, as I would normally say, some housekeeping notes. If you enjoy the podcast, and why wouldn't you subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So uh, this week on the show, uh, 21 Pilots, Bryson Tiller, Melanie Martinez, Selena Gomez, all of these acts are making huge gains up the charts. Katie, do you have any idea why? <laughs> Tell me, Keith, why? Actually, I was kind of asked. I was hoping. Oh, you really you, want me to guess? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, tw- uh, Twenty One Pilots get their first top ten hit on the Billboard Hot 100 chart this week with mm. "Stressed Out." I heard that song everywhere over Christmas. Really? Every time I had the radio on, that song came on. 
And like pop stations, rock stations, like everything. And it's really caught fire fast. It's like happened in like the past like six weeks or so. Like the song wasn't even on our like radio songs airplay chart five weeks ago. Right. And this week it's already in the top like 15. So how did that happen? It's, I don't know. <laughs> Is it a request? Is it? It's, well, I... I they I, do I, have a huge, very passionate fan yeah, base. Yeah, fans for are crazy, sure. right? Yeah. I mean, passionate fan bases don't necessarily translate into huge hit singles. Right. Sure. But 21 Pilots has been sort of steadily building uh, their career over the course of, I want to say, like three albums Oh, now. years, yeah. But they really broke through this year with their first number one album, Blurry Face. And this song has sort of done the slow and steady wins the race mm-hmm. type thing. But it really took off in the past month. And I don't know if there was one particular thing that kind of tilted the scale. I think they're just having a breakthrough moment. And now it's especially showing up this week on the charts. They really benefit from the kind of post-Christmas gift card shopping Mm. bonanza that always happens. Where music artists that tend to skew digital slash youthful. We can't make the assumption that... 21 Pilots is, you know, largely appealing to teenagers that are digital savvy. Can't we? But <laughs> I feel like we probably could. Yeah. We probably can. That's well, you guys reasonable. said that. No, yeah, right. not Keith. So, so there, so he has there, to stick to the technical stuff. So their album actually goes 11 to 3 on the Billboard 200 this wow. week. Wow. Um, in addition, you have artists like Fetty Wap, Selena Gomez, Bryson Tiller, Shawn Mendes, Drake and Future all have huge gains on the album's charts. Thanks to that phenomenon that happens at Christmas time where teenagers get gift cards at right. iTunes. They go to iTunes. Something is listed as the best of whatever. Yeah. Best of 2015. It's on sale. And then they spend their gift card on stuff that mom and dad probably didn't get them under the Christmas tree. Right. Because they got instead Pentatonics. Christmas album. <laughs> you know, love Pentatonix. Also good. Yeah. Also good. Also great. But, you know, most likely... They probably got something that they didn't want, and so they now take a gift card and buy something they do want. So it's always fun to look at the chart in the first couple weeks of the year to see a lot of big gains and movement for kind of these kinds of artists. Um, And, you know, you'll see a lot of Christmas albums fly down the chart. Um, Acts that are more country-leaning, like Chris Stapleton, tend to move down the chart in the week after Christmas. All this will kind of uh, zhuzh back together, Zhuzh. Zhuzh. Zhuzh, you say. <laughs> Zhuzh. Yeah. They'll great. all sort of... Uh, It'll level out. Level out, stabilize in the next few weeks. But now is the chance where if you are a new or developing artist, drop your album right now because you'll probably get a higher chart position than you would if you put it out in, say, November yeah. or April. or. February. Although Rihanna is still lurking. Yeah. <laughs> by the, time, time. By the yeah. time you hear this podcast, her album may be out. It could be. We don't know. I hope so. <laughs> Do you know anything about it, Tim? <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Um, oh come on! I don't. I don't know. Rock Nation this. hasn't called time. Well, I feel and like said even people Sam who write a story about Rihanna's even album. people who thought I they knew about amazing. it don't yeah. actually know I've about it. I've heard so much gossip. Exactly. I've heard so much intel. None of it has come to fruition. Yep. Um, like I know, I know nothing solid. I have no good intel. I'm sorry. I'm one sorry. one um, month ago, I was working on a piece for Billboard.com of the most anticipated albums in 2016. And I included Rihanna on that album because I'm like, I just don't see it happening yeah. this month. And uh, I don't think we put it in, but maybe we should put a late edition in because it really didn't come. Yeah, and that's and that's the one. I mean, uh, Adele was so excited for Rihanna's She's a album. huge Rihanna She's fan. She's a huge Rihanna fan, yeah. She, she talked about it quite a bit. 
um, when I did, uh, I did like a secondary interview with Katy Perry over the summer, and I said, um, I said, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to K4. Like, I'm excited for your next album. <laughs> and she said, forget K4, where's R8? Yeah. I mean, like, everybody, <laughs> everybody in, like, the pop stratosphere is checking for this album. Yeah. Why did you talk to Katy Perry? For Casey Musgraves' piece. Wow. Yeah. It's, you, know, you know that's power when you can get a secondary interview. When you're doing an interview about Casey Musgraves and then you get to do an interview with Katy Perry just so Katy can talk about Casey. That's how much she loves Casey, though. Yeah, I think. she yes. does. Yeah. She does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was and she was lovely and she had such great things to say. But I thought it was so, like, I was I was trying to tell her I was stoked for her album. She's like, Who she cares? didn't care about her album. <laughs> she just wants our eight. We all just want our, our eight. I'm sure, and I think the only person that really truly knows when this album is coming is Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. Actually, she might not even know. I don't think she knows. <laughs> no, I don't think, I think she, she has any knows. ideas. Okay. I, I, you okay. do? Oh, I, I, I would like to think so, because it's, it's her. It's her and Rock Nation like that. That holds all the cards. I feel like if you could have read her mind a month ago, she would have thought it was coming last month. You know what I mean? Like I don't she, know. She. She. I kind of. <laughs> I assume that it was going to drop on either Christmas or uh, New Year's Day. Yeah. Just to ruin the holidays yeah. for everyone <laughs> no. in the industry. Well, no, I well because I thought totally. it, I thought maybe it was going to be like a surprise digital thing. Yeah, yeah. Like on Christmas Day, <laughs> like surprise. So that would have been mean. As, as an entertainment editor, yeah. like that stresses me out yeah. more than anything in the world. Like uh, I need some advance notice. Yeah. Uh. Right. No, I mean I really like I I get the uh, I get the value of the disruption that like the post Beyonce era yeah, has, yeah, yeah. has provided, and it's us, worked but, quite well for a lot of rap artists in the past year. It absolutely has. But um but for those of us who work on this end, it's like like Can you just, know just a heads up. <laughs> just like a little bit of a flag in uh, advance would be awesome. Um elsewhere on the charts this week, Adele is still number one on both the Billboard Hot One Hundred and the Billboard two hundred. Um th- this this week, this chart week actually reflects the weekend in December thirty first, twenty fifteen. So we actually have a a complete picture of how much Adele's album, 25, has sold in 2015. It sold. Hey, you want to guess? Yeah, oh, well, eh, not really. Have you read my story yet? Yeah, don't. I actually haven't yet. Um, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. 7.44 million wow. copies. Just in the U.S. What? Just in the U.S. alone. So that means that she didn't break the Britney record, right? Uh, the, the, the one calendar year most sales for a solo female. Oh, you know, I don't oh. actually have for that. Oops. I don't have that stat. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I it, was waiting to see if she was going to get that one. It, well, it's it, 25 is the biggest selling album of any calendar year since 2004. Okay. When wow. Usher's Confessions did 7.98 million. And she had a month and a week. Yeah. I'm like, Confessions came out in like the spring yeah. of that year. Right. Yeah. She had six weeks. Wow. Yeah. So, so crazy. And uh, it's number one for the sixth week in a row. All six of its weeks have been at number one. The last album to have its first six weeks at number one was Susan Boyle's <laughs> I Dreamed a Dream. Oh, that's nice. Hey, yeah. Adele and Susan Boyle. <laughs> Strange bedfellows. I have one quick holiday story. I bought the Adele album for my mom for You're Christmas. Like, I bought the Susan Boyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again. I bought, I bought two different CDs for my parents. I bought Adele for my mom. I bought Keith Richards for my dad. I had them Amazon to their house. 
I show up, I open my packages, and there's two Adele CDs in there. <gasps> Score. And I was like, uh, where's Keith Richards? Oh, whoops. Yeah. yeah, they sent two Adele's instead. I'm like, are they just assuming any CD sale is probably Adele? Just throwing it at that's me? That's how she sold so many but they copies. But they let me keep it, by the way, when oh, I sent nice. back, uh, and they sent Keith to my dad. So, yeah, there's my fun. got an extra. I got an extra. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's nice that you helped give Adele yes, that record. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it was really thoughtful yes, of you. Yes, I was trying yeah. to help. It all works out. <laughs> Um, uh, now we have concluded the, the chart, chart chat portion of the show. Meaning Adele is still number one in everything. Yeah, yes. Adele's still number one. <laughs> I mean, she'll probably it's be It's num- awesome. Good for her. She'll probably be number one for the next three months. It'll be great. <laughs> um, so now we're going to talk about our wishes and hopes and dreams for pop in 2016. And this is not something that requires long discussions. No. Um, just sort of short moments, quips. Uh, little little things. I will start and get the ball rolling. Please. Uh, my first wish will be, I think Madonna needs to, you know, dial back her involvement on social media just a little bit. Because over the break, she posted a photo of her daughter and herself, Madonna. But it was actually, as Lady Gaga fans pointed out, a photo of... Madonna's daughter with Lady Gaga, but with Lady Gaga photoshopped out and Madonna's face posted into it. What? <laughs> now, <laughs> Madonna... It's not a good look. Madonna isn't, like, super savvy with social media, and she just constantly reposts fan what art. Fa- yeah. And she clearly didn't know. She's like, oh, look, it's a cool picture of me and my Aww. daughter. And then everyone's just like, oh, coming from Madonna. So somebody totally trolled her and she took the bait. That's so sad. That's awful. Yeah. I don't like it. You know, it'd be, it, it might be more helpful if perhaps she had someone to help monitor her social accounts. I'm just saying. I'll do it. <laughs> you looking volunteers. for another gig? Yeah. 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 I'll do it. I don't have enough <laughs> That's a on. good gig. Yeah. That's that actually a, really a great gig. gig. How, yeah. how was talking to Madonna earlier this year, by the way? It was amazing. And and I know I'm being super boring because I'm not bringing... Was, she was awesome. I'm not bringing <laughs> any gossip. Um, but uh, she was... I was expecting her to be much kind of chillier and more difficult than she turned out to be. I found her to be super warm, super engaging, um, really, really just great on every level and so smart. I would, go- as I was like writing, I would Google things she had said because I was sure they had to be sound bites. Like, it, like surely she had to have said these things before and it was just like off the cuff. Her, her speech is smart and beautiful and lyrical. She was just great. Well. That's all Keith wants to hear. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's That's real. That's awesome. Sam, would you like to share a pop wish and dream for 2016? Do you yes. have any? I have a few. <laughs> have you I prepped have, any? <laughs> I, I have a few. Um, I would really like for uh, Taylor Swift to go totally dark for the first nine months of the year. So after Out of the Woods is done, mm-hmm. new single. Yeah, I think I think like I I want um, I want enough space that everyone can miss her enough, again. Enough blank space. Yeah. <laughs> Should I just go? Yeah. No, sorry. Please don't, um, <laughs> don't go. Uh, so yeah, I want I want like a little a little break, and then I want her to come back like full force in the fall, as she has done every two years for the last however many years with like a big pop record that can dominate again in the way that 1989 did. That is her intention. I think she said that, but I feel like, um, to your point, you know, she might not put any music or videos out, but she might still be lurking around, putting up 
big Instagram photos everyone goes nuts yeah. over. And, like, I don't think that – I don't see her going completely dark, you know? That's the thing. Like, I feel like there's still going to be activity to keep her name out she there. She could be, like, off the, off the sort of music radar for, like, a good six months. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not on tour – yeah. I'm not promoting singles, no and more not videos. Like, and not making appearances and yeah. not sort of like doing the, the promotional stuff. I mean, like, I, I think I think Taylor is so incredibly, incredibly amazing yeah. and an artist that I love and respect and admire so much. And I think she is smart enough to know when she's at the kind of point of saturation where she needs to step back. And I think now is the time to, like, yeah. chill out, go into the studio. And I really want to see her do... Um, I feel like there were really promising shades of kind of like interesting experimental pop stuff on 1989 new romantics which was uh, a bonus track i think was like one of the coolest things she's ever done sonically and i'm really excited to hear where she's going to go artistically and creatively on this next record because i think she can push the boundaries of pop a lot further i wonder if we'll get a new taylor swift album by the end of the year Ooh, i don't know do you think i mean every is is the cycle like every it is two so that would actually yeah it's it's like every fall every other fall yeah for the last, mm, I think, pee, eight pee. years. Is that right? Although know, Rihanna broke Swift her pattern, time. so. Yeah, well. I know, I know. <laughs> Speak Now, Red, and 1989 all came out in the fall, two years apart. Wow. So I think maybe, in November. Yeah. In November or late October. Yeah. But, you know, 1989 is a, is a different kind of beast compared to everything else. So maybe she'll be like, I'm going to take a little bit more of a step back. Right. And That's, go for next summer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I feel like I don't know. Red was pretty massive. Red was like yes. a huge, huge, huge album. I mean, it wasn't 1989, but um, but you know, it wasn't like uh, I feel like she just she went for the pop jugular in such a meaningful way on right. this album that it changed the the scope of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see what she does next. But I think we need a little space, yeah. a little blank space. Katie, uh, what about you? I am really excited for Frank Ocean's new album, and I'm really hoping 2016 is the year for it. Well, we got like 360 days. We have a lot of time to start the clock, but it was supposed to come last year, too, so we don't know. But I feel like he kind of set the stage for somebody like The Weeknd to come and and be as big as he was. Like, people were kind of open to a more, like, confessional R&B kind of artist. And also, I think R&B is bigger than it's been in a long time right now. Last year, it was huge. And I feel like he could come back and... And be bigger than the than the weekend even was like and have those big hits. I just I just really want the album to be good because everything he's put up to this point, including mixtapes, everything has just been so good. And I just want more of it. So more and better, Frank Ocean, please. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> it'll, maybe it'll be a collaboration album between him and Rihanna. Oh um, yeah. Well, then it won't come out until that like twenty nineteen. Amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> A re-ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be there for it. Same. Um, I would like uh, the MKS Sugar Ugh. Babes 2.0. God. Uh, Same. I would like that project to just come out uh, because yeah. it was like a year and a half ago. It was 2013 following came out, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago. And girl groups are having a moment. I mean, Fifth Harmony and Little Mix have had their moments this year. Yeah. Or last year, rather. MKS is a different animal. Though. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of complications involved <laughs> with this sort of... Uh, Do you know what the latest is? Uh, I know some unofficial latest. Yeah. But I, uh, that, sure. I, I don't think there is any sort of official mm, right. You're trying to put it out into the atmosphere right now. Yeah. So. You're setting I, your intention for 2016. <laughs> I, I, mean, I respect that. They, they, I, 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 would like, I would like there to be some sort of MKS babes, sugar babes, mm. 4.0, whatever they want to call themselves. 
Um, Me too. To come out. Me too. Um, because the music that I heard in 2013 was great. Same. Um, and it's it, time. It's time for Pete's sake. Man, 2013. That's forever a long time ago. ago. Oh, so go, go, I ta- I interviewed them. Here oh in LA wow! For like ever. Wow. And it was for Billboard.com. Anyway, mm. go read it. Sam, <laughs> you have any more? At least at least one more. There's this. Um, oh, I have, so, I have so many. Oh, okay, more. great. I have so many more. Yeah, no, we can we can go all day. Um, there is this. Um, uh, there's this girl that I am obsessed with. I haven't like written about this or talked about this at all. Ooh, um, um, her name <laughs> is Kiara. K I I A R A. Have okay. either of you guys heard of her? Nope. I don't think so. She is so dope. She hasn't released anything like commercially yet. I don't think she's signed. Um, she's like very under the radar, but I think she is like she's the coolest thing I heard in 2015, and I want to see her dominate in 2016. Um, there's a couple songs. There's a song called Feels that was my personal favorite song of last year. Um, I think she is just totally sick and really exciting. It's like it gives me a little bit of like a female weekend vibe. She's like um, kind of uh, hazy, glitchy sort of electropop R&B. Um, her voice is really, really haunting. Uh, it's amazing and super, super cool. So wow. I want Kiara to come up and come through. and Come through, mama! I want her to come through <laughs> and slay the game in 2016. Awesome. Drag- I'm going to go listen now. Drag- yeah. Sounds awesome. Drag queen speaks. <laughs> come through, mama! Yeah. <laughs> Kiara! I, I apologize. It's I just, fine. It was, it was my fine. excitement. I can still go. <laughs> Uh, Katie? Yeah, my uh, my final one. I'm always talking about them on the Pop Shop podcast. Coldplay. I was going to say, I'm like, Coldplay. <laughs> Are you going to have a Coldplay again? Um, okay, so they have the Super Bowl coming up next That's month. right. It's going to be, like, pretty much the biggest stage that they've ever been on. And it's also their final album. It's their final tour. Everything is farewell. So I kind of, wa- I really hope for Coldplay that the Super Bowl will take them out on this really awesome note because I feel like so many people love hating them or think they're lame or think that hating them is what you're supposed to do. And I think that they could go out and have this huge show because their their biggest um, asset is their live performance. And so I think they can show the world what an amazing live band they are on the Super Bowl stage and go out with like kind of... T- toning down the haters a little bit. Oh. That's what I'm hoping for. Coldplay. I never realized they had such uh, hateration. Oh my god, they have so much. I get I get so much hate for loving them so much. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So. I did not know they. <laughs> sort of... Trying to send good vibes out to Coldplay for 2016. I feel, I feel like they've they've struggled in terms of like they're um they're nowhere near as douchey as Nickelback. Right. But I feel like the ire that's directed at them is sort of like a, in in a kind of similar vein of like this is sort of like a mediocre lowest common like, denominator yeah. dad rock. Yeah, yeah. And so we're yeah. gonna which and, and, and I'm saying that's the public perception. That's not my, my perception <laughs> at all. That is not what yeah. Sam Lansky it's not, is. It's not what I believe. I'm, I'm parroting what I have heard. <laughs> um, but uh, but and, and I think I think it is totally unfair because they do um, Jameson Cox, uh, who's a music writer who I absolutely love, um, wrote something for The Verge about how, like, we should all stop hating on Coldplay because, like, they're actually really, really, like, a Just solid band. Just in time band. for them to wrap up to their, leave. To leave. <laughs> that, that, like, continues trying to push the envelope and trying to, like, do, you know, make good music um, despite how uh, they've been sort of, like, pigeonholed as yeah. this, like, not very compelling or successful or exciting rock act, but, like, they're totally legit. Yeah. Coldplay's solid. Yeah. Let's give some shine to Coldplay. Yeah. Shine on. Thanks, Sam. 
anytime. Um, well, uh, I think uh, we will wrap up our, our pop wishes of 2016. Um, so thank you both for your uh, uh, crystal ball visions. Um, I, have, I have more, but I'll save them for another show. I had one about Girls Aloud. I will, I will hold on to that one. Stop it, Keith. I can't. Nadine Coyle, if, if you're listening, I would love to have you drop by and bring some of your food from Nadine's Irish Mist. Have you ever been, have you ever been to the Irish Mist? I haven't, no. I, I, I can, I've driven past it. I feel it. like we I should make a pilgrimage there Should we go? Someday. Yeah. That'd be a I'm hoot. Totally down. Special I'm pop so shop on the scene podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reporting live out of Nadine's. Um, so you know what time it is now, Katie? What time is it, Keith? It's time. For the chart stat of the week. Yeah. This week in 1991, on January 5th, Madonna's Justify My Love reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It was the diva's ninth of so far 12 number one singles and was co written and produced by Lenny Kravitz. Most likely, uh, you remember the single for its Too Hot for Even MTV video, which was banned by the network and ultimately released as a home video on VHS cassettes. Oh, yes. Amazing. Was it just the video on the VHS? Yes, it was just the video. Seriously? Yeah. It was a video single. Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, if you wanted to watch this... You know, racy video that MTV wouldn't play. You by had Madonna. to buy it like you were buying a porn. Yeah, basically, right. the only way you could see this thing on a VHS. It's on a VHS tape. That's the, cool. This is pre-YouTube. This is you know, 25 years ago. I feel like that's edgy. I feel like if I were like a cool, up-and-coming experimental artist, I would be like, no, you have to buy my music video on, on VHS. this VHS cassette. Yeah. I'm not putting it on take, YouTube. Take that Urban Outfitters cassette exclusive. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Justin exactly. Bieber or whatever, yeah, The weekend. Totally. You have to buy it on VHS. Maybe it'll be an mm-hmm. audio-only VH- VHS. Yeah, right. <laughs> it'll just be like screen. fuzz, static. Yeah, right. Because that's how edgy uh, I would be. Next Christmas, we'll be seeing 8-track albums. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking it old school. Um, Justify My Love, uh, the video itself was such a hot seller, it was certified four times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. See, everyone wanted to have that just by my love. The VHS itself was four times platinum? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And on today's chart, like, they would count that VHS toward the sales of the song, yeah. basically. And I don't remember, so it would have been crazy. Yeah, I don't remember if back at the time we actually included the video single on the Hot 100. We may not. I think we eventually later Yeah, that did. would be way cutting edge But it was pretty unprecedented for Madonna, for anyone to release a video single. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, that was reserved for, you know, full-length films. Yeah. You know, not just one singular music video. Um, Anyway, so there you have it. This week in 1991, Madonna topped the Hot 100 with Justify My Love. Um, Thank you so much, Sam, for coming by. Thank you for having me. thank you. It was great. Um, uh, Do you have any... Anything else? Any, any any other parting words? Anything else you'd like to share with us? Buy the Gilded Razor out January 12th. Yeah. Let's do this, you guys. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this I am thing. Ready. If, yeah. you, if you wanna if you wanna um, read all about his uh, uh, hanging out with Adele and Madonna and Nicki Minaj, uh, that's not in the book. That is, that is not in the book. Get yeah. on book. his Twitter. Yeah. 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 Yes, but you can follow me on Twitter. Follow, you can keep fo- up with my exploits. Follow Sam on Instagram where he has lots of great selfies with Madonna and Nicki. Oh. That's I do, it. I do. That's true. Which are That's incredible. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah that really. Nikki, that Nikki photo that Nikki was amazing. Awesome. The Nikki photo was super, super yeah. fun. I love yeah. the caption. It's like, this is the only photo she would allow yeah. me to take. No, that's literally <laughs> what happened. It, we were taking selfies for about 20 minutes, and then she snatched my phone out of my hand and deleted all of the ones except 
the one that she approved, which was the only one in which you could not see her, her face. face. Yeah. yeah, but you knew who it was. Yeah, but like, you know, you know who it is. And I was like, okay, that's dope. That like, sounds that's, like Nikki. Yeah, it, yes, it was. Yeah. It was classic Nikki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Katie, do you have any parting words? Um, hopefully, we'll be jamming to the Rihanna album next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Totally. We'll see. You never know. Um, what songs should we go out on, Katie? Well, I mean, Justify My Love, obviously. The Perfect. VHS version, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, you know, gray, like, you know, yeah. bars at the top or something. I'm you know, fixing the tracking on yes, my VHS yes. cassette player. Um, we'll go out on Justify My Love, and we'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Needing. Waiting. Hurry in-store or online and celebrate Lowe's Spring Fest before it's over. With values on a Cobalt 40-volt string trimmer, was $159, now $119. Or we've got a Cobalt 40-volt mower, was $299, now $249. Give your yard the works this spring. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 428. While supplies last, selection varies by location, U.S. only.